Welcome to the Middle Leadership Podcast, where we talk about different topics to help you grow as a leader. Uh, all right, well, welcome to the Middle Leadership Podcast. Uh, this is take two. I'm pretty excited. Um, I invited uh, Josh Reynolds uh, to be a part of our second one, and I invited him to talk about leading a small group. Uh, and he has a series, I guess, came from, what did it come from? Uh, back in the day, straight out of college, I was a junior high English and public speaking teacher. So within my class, we read books like To Kill a Mockingbird and then, uh, yeah, <laughs> persuasive speeches. So there were some awkward silences. And so out of uh, being in the classroom, working with junior high kids, and then moving into the church and being a youth pastor, I've had a lot of time with small groups. And so I've got some some skills, I hope. <laughs> Good deal. And you call this uh, killing crickets? Yeah, killing crickets. Uh, so uh, you know how whenever, uh, or maybe you've experienced this in your small group, uh, the leader up front, or maybe you've, you've asked a question and then the kids just kind of look at each other and it is like the sound of crickets. Crickets. Yeah. So I'm going to try and kill them today with you guys. Alrighty. That's good. Uh, so you said you had a few, a few things to, to bring up. Yep. Four big ideas here. Um, and, uh, so the first one is pretty easy. Uh, it's to know that crickets or the silence that happens in a small group Crickets are not the enemy. <laughs> and so, in fact, it might, it's a good thing that uh, there is quiet. And so we start off with actually the reversal of the negative. And um, students not answering is not the enemy of your small group. The thing to learn here as a leader is that there's all kinds of different learning levels. For each student around your circle that you're asking this, this question to, there are some kids who are going to learn best by having a picture or they can see something. And so that is a visual learner. And one of the changes we've made on the Sunday mornings, and maybe if you've got a core group, you're going to have to think a little create creatively about this, but making the question visual rather than auditory, because that's another learning level, auditory learners. You also have a fun one, which is called a kinesthetic learner, which means the kids need to move. Uh, this is one where with junior high kids, uh, they are antsy, uh, especially working antsy. with your boys. And so what we have to do, we have to do is give them a way to work out the question, literally move with the question. And so uh, I do real simple things like, OK, no one wants to answer. Here we go. Thumbs up if you think yes. Thumb in the middle if you don't know. And thumb down if it, the answer is no. Everyone has to vote. Three, two, one, go. And what you can do in that moment is you've just made the question answerable without words. And then they're and just, they feel a part of it. They feel, and so then all of a sudden you as a leader can look at your room and say, whoa, everybody said, I don't know. What part don't you know? And you can clarify the question and move from there. Awesome. So learning styles is a part of, is our first cricket. And when uh, we don't want to kill the cricket, we want to give time to think, time to learn. Give the process. cricket life. Yeah. Let the cricket breathe. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so throughout scripture, because I'm pastoral these days a little bit, uh, crickets are a sign of devastation. In Egypt, in the prophets, when crickets roll through, they eat everything. And so the second way of killing a cricket for us is to know that 
the question we might be asking is a bad question. I've done that a lot. Me too. Me too. That is years of experience working itself out. And so here's the learning skill for leaders. We need to ask better questions. Uh, and so what we want to do is whenever we have the crickets, the silence in our small group, we need to look at the question we've asked and say, how can I make it personal? Now, that means personal, not maybe to me as a leader, but even better is personal to the eighth graders in my circle or personal to the sixth grade girls in my circle. So part of that's on you as a leader, knowing who your circle is and making the question personal to them. Another real easy one to, um, to, if there's a sign of devastation, the bad question is to take the question and make it fun or a better even would be to make it curious. Um, and so that's rephrasing the same question, but saying in a way where there's uh, a lightness to it or where you're provoking them. And then the last one is similar to that kinesthetic. We need to make sure that the questions when we hear crickets for students are simple. It doesn't mean they're not deep, but they need to be able to, to hear it simply. And so if possible, a, simple, a good simple question can be answered with my fingers instead of my words. So that's how I know if it's simple or not. Then I can ask follow-ups. Okay, great. Uh, so if I, on a Sunday morning ask a bad question, mm -hmm. what is like a good way in your group? Do you just say, hey, Tyler, you asked a bad question or do you, how do you adjust? Yeah, naturally, I probably in an eighth grade circle with boys, I wouldn't talk to you necessarily. I'd look at our guys and say, I think the heart of what he's trying to say here, um, and, I, and I would look to reframe it then with the curiosity, the fun, or the simplifying it. Okay. Um, so breaking down the word um, justify, what does that mean? Well, my guys couldn't pull that out, and so yeah. we went to a courtroom instead. And so what I did was just reframe it so they had a way to think about it. Right. So it's not that the question intent was wrong. It was just that my crew couldn't handle it. Yeah. So what I had to do was, was break it down, put it in a scenario or a context, and then we could reapply it right back to the question right, so, to get to the heart. Yeah, so they make it more understandable for them, more, um, what's the word? Um, so they can grasp it. Yeah, yeah, graspable yeah, is a good word. Um, and, and that only happens when you know who your circle is. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's why the big push, uh, especially as you meet your kids, is to get to know them personally rather than just drive towards the Bible as fast as you can because we've got to be able to know who they are so that way we can make the Bible... Um, graspable. Absolutely. I think one of the things we're going to highlight a lot on this podcast is how the student feels is more important than what we are teaching, yeah. uh, that we want them to feel valued and loved. Uh, and then, then we can teach them. All right. So that is a perfect transition. Dare I say segue? Dare I say Paul Blart? Segue. Yeah, yeah, that's a Paul Blart. <laughs> right over to the third idea of killing crickets. Mall cop it over. <laughs> whenever you see, whenever you see a mall cop come, no, no, wait, that was a bar. Whenever you see a cricket coming in scripture, not only is it devastation at times, but it's also food. And so the food that the crickets were, um, or locusts in this case, was John the Baptist. He ate. He ate them. And so there are times whenever you did ask a good question, you did put it at multiple levels, and you don't need to kill it fast. That's where, as a leader, I need to be able to be secure enough that I have asked a good question on an appropriate level, um, and then be at peace and be humble enough to just wait. 
There are times when the silence is a positive thing and I just need to sit still because I know I've done it on a level where the kids can't answer and now it's on them to chew on. And that's why a cricket can be a good thing. It can be food. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can just see the wheels turning in their minds and you know they're going to come up with something. They just need a minute. And to jump in would just be to destroy that exactly. their, their, that thought process. And that definitely comes from my heart and my identity that I'm secure in what the way I've set it up. I've done the work. Yeah. I've, I know my kids. I've asked the right question. I've given it to them in a simple way, but it's a profound idea. Now they get to chew on it. It's food for them. Yeah. And so cricket means they're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, I remember you mentioning, like, on a, in a Sunday morning context, we usually we ask three questions. Uh, and you had some kind of, like, a, a, a process with that. Uh, you wanted to make at least one point out of the three. Or how did you say that? Yeah, absolutely. So this kind of gets right to my fourth idea. Um, whenever we, uh, we see a Sunday morning specifically, there's got to be an application context there's got to be a, a connection to Christ because that is why they're there. They are here to learn that and be loved and be known. Absolutely. But then we also have to get them into the space. And so one of the things that, and this is my fourth idea with our, our crickets, um, is I want to make sure that I'm asking a big question into a smaller funnel or vice versa. I want to start very small and go out big so it can apply well. Uh, and so what I'm looking to do is I'm looking to take uh, a question and start to break it down so it applies very narrowly to their life and and applicably applicably probably one too many syllables in that one or I'm starting with a really small perspective and I'm taking it out so that way this cricket can be answered so a question can be answered great yeah that's good I love it um, anything else to add on leading a small group mm. Yeah, yeah. All of this is done first from a security of yourself, a knowledge that you are walking alongside Christ and that you're confident that he is using you. That's one. Two, then that implies you're not Christ. And so you don't fix these kids. So what's your what's your call? It's your call is to know them. I think we've said that a mm -hmm. lot here. And then to your hard work then is in making sure that you're asking questions so they can know Christ ultimately. Awesome. But yeah. that's his work, not yours. Exactly. And so there's a peace and a security that you have to rest on. So yeah. take the pressure off. For sure. Have fun. Say things that provoke them. Provoke students to, to laugh, to smile, to be curious. But then also give them space to, to see the depth that you're actually bringing. Love it. I love it. Absolutely. That's that's amazing. Well, hey, Josh, thanks so much for being with us this, this podcast. And... Um, why do you have to say, Tyler, about me being second when we know that second is the first loser? We can cut it there. We don't have to. Well, actually, I want to say that I invited you first. Yeah! Take that, Earl. But. Crap. <laughs> but you chose the later time. So some it's on. Of, so some it's on of you. us have outside jobs. Uh, Jeremy Earl. 